0: I'm Tarina. And I'm Kelly. We're the owners of Say Events, a wedding planning company based in beautiful Vancouver, Canada. This podcast is an honest,
1: behind the scenes, no bullshit look into the wedding industry.
0: With over 15 years experience in the biz, we share the inside details of what goes on into creating a wedding.
1: We'll interview wedding experts, debate topics, and give you real advice only a wedding planner would
0: know. Maybe it's just our moms, but at least we think we're wildly hilarious. Yes, a wedding has many elements and pieces to bring the day together, but that doesn't mean we can't do it with belly laughs and a sense of humor. This is your consultation. Welcome to The Wedding Session.
1: Hey guys! Welcome to another episode of our podcast, The Wedding Sessions, with Say Events, and I'm Tarina. And I'm Kelly. And today we're talking about the topic the elephant in the room. So what in the heck is the elephant in the room? And why do we need to know? It's pretty simple. So we need to know, like the elephant in the room. What is something that's stressing you out leading up to your day? Is there someone who drinks too much? Are parents divorced? Has someone not with us anymore? Uh, Has a relative recently passed away? Does someone use too many drugs? (laughs) The list goes on. Yeah. Just things that are like, oh my gosh, this person better not do this because it will be embarrassing. Mm -hmm. That's the elephant. Like something that's keeping you up at night. And the reason why we as your planners need to know this is because we are pretty much with you all day. And sometimes we have to be your shield. And I say that quite literally sometimes because if you have a family member that is included in your day because they have to be, and they are maybe problematic, maybe, um, maybe we literally need to shield you from them, maybe we need to redirect them in another direction, maybe we need to keep an eye on them, um, there's a lot of different reasons why. We need to know to make sure that your day runs smoothly. That's literally our job, is to make sure that everything runs as smooth as possible. And also so we can prepare for like a plan B situation. It's basically to prepare us. And as we go through this podcast, we will definitely break it down as to why we need to know. And we'll give you certain examples along the way of what we've actually needed to know and were able to successfully navigate it. And sometimes we didn't know and we just learned right there. (laughs) It happens. It's happened once or twice to the point where that's actually one of the biggest, what's actually one of the first questions we ask our clients when we're doing a consult with them is, is what's the elephant in the room? And it's, something that you either have or you have you don't have it's either one or the other um and it's something that's pretty immediate like you don't have to go looking for it in your brain and be like oh, i don't know about so-and-so i don't really know like it should just be like oh no okay hang on i got i got a lot yeah it's what gonna we show done? up like immediately it's like oh obvious. my god like there's this person it's just gonna be like boom and some core couples it comes out immediately and some of them are like well i don't know Yeah. and then you dive deeper and you discover quite the opposite but that's uh, that's further along in the podcast <laughs> exactly. definitely uh so okay you guessed it today on our segment of planner's perspective we're talking about the elephant in the room for you new listeners joining us today the planner's perspective segment is when we take one topic or element of your wedding day and discuss and debate both sides of the coin think of us like your coffee filter everyone is giving you confusing information and opinions we take it and filter it into smooth and sensible advice With all those worries and concerns bouncing back and forth in your brain, it's hard to stay sane when you have friends and family offering conflicting advice. And after we discuss, stay tuned for some information that will help you both make a decision that works best for you. So today's topic is the elephant. Okay, so big question. Does everyone have an elephant? And I think I kind of touched on it a little bit that some people do, some people don't. I think everybody has one to a certain extent. I think it just depends on how much it bothers you. Mm-hmm. So like there could yeah. be, you know, your parents could be split up, but like they don't they get along or it doesn't really bother you and then they could figure their own shit out. <laughs> but then sometimes it really affects your day. So it it like what is bothering you? Like what makes you feel that it could be an issue? So that's kind of what we mean. Like what is really like your concern? A big one we get is like a lot of our couples don't talk to their siblings anymore, which is kind of a bit awkward but it's it's sad because uh, we are both very close with our families so that's one that always really like makes me sad yeah I couldn't imagine not having my sibling at my special day but I also have a pretty good relationship with her 99% of the time (laughs) not yelling at each other (laughs) when we're not killing each other or yelling at each other (laughs) yeah so that's a different one because we've had a wedding before where um we didn't even know she had a sister oh my gosh yeah and she showed up an hour late yeah. She showed up into the middle of the ceremony yeah. and walked right up the aisle and sat in the second row and we're like, young lady. Who like, are you? What? And then bride goes, oh, that's my sister. You, you have a sister? <gasps> and the crazy thing is she was in like full makeup and hair. So I'm like, well, you had time to do hair and makeup, but you couldn't get in the car fast enough. So disrespect. That's probably why she was late. Legit. Yeah. Absolutely. So that was until I was like, oh, that exists. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it was pretty much after that wedding where we started actually asking that question because it was actually something that did affect the bride. She was so sweet. Like, they were, and, and the groom was so, she was so good. He was like, it's okay. We'll just keep on going. And, and it, I felt bad because um, there's no way that we really could have helped her. There's a lot of things that happened that wedding. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, there were a few elephants in that room. There was a few. We discovered them along the way, but. I guess to their uh, detriment, the couple wasn't necessarily bothered by these pieces, so mm-hmm. when it happened, we just kind of had to handle it, but it didn't necessarily affect their day-to-day lives, right? Uh, yes, 100%. I think she was very much like, oh yeah, that's just, that's just so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like she's invited for the respect of the family, but mm-hmm. I don't have a relationship with her outside of this exactly. day. So things like that, like, are you bothered by it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the big one that we kind of need to know is uh, if you have a friend that over drinks or over uses because those are kind of the little fire starters that happens to the party like one does it and then it kind of just trickles through and unfortunately the bigger guest count the harder it is to try to find that little fire and then it just explodes (laughs) and sometimes you don't even know it's gonna happen until it's happening and then and then i have to stand over them and babysit them like children Sometimes people just get, like, a little excited about the celebration, and they start drinking just, like, a touch too early. I think noon is too early for a 5 oh, o'clock ceremony, yes. guys. Yes! I, I, no judging, I won, but I'm judging you hard 100% right now. I 100 agree. <laughs> Luckily, the groom was like, I don't care. <laughs> so, Well, everybody, you, you know, this was one particular venue um, in the, the valley where it, people were able to stay overnight, and so they had stayed overnight before the ceremony. And so they were pre-drinking at like 10 a.m. the day of the ceremony. And the ceremony wasn't happening until like three or four o'clock in the afternoon. So this individual had been drinking literally all day. And and I don't think that they knew to keep an eye on this person to the extent that they needed to keep an eye on this person. But then you're sitting at the table and we're in the middle of speeches and grandma's trying to talk. And there's like four of them just setting each other off to the point where I'm actually standing over them being like, "You, you shush. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, you look like a, like a teacher. Like a grade I four like or was- something. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is what I have to do. I remember I had to remove the candles from the table because mm-hmm. I kept pulling on the linen. am like, we have to take your toys away. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> like, sorry, you can't have nice things. okay? <laughs> and then, like, he tried to turn the tables a little bit on you. Like, oh, like, she's hanging out with me. Like, yeah. Not today, Santa. <laughs> That's what's happening. <laughs> nope. Not even close. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another one that kind of... Like everybody has it to a certain extent, but someone has lost like a family member mm. within their family, and now it really just depends on how close you are to them and how recent. Recent is a big one. That's yeah, that's a really really big one, mm. and that's one. I mean, I think we always kind of go back to the to the one couple that we had where we were in the middle of a consult with them, and mm-hmm. you know, we'd ask them, "Hey, is there is there anything you should know?" And they're like, "No, I think I think we're okay." And so we kind of continued on the consult and. We were working through the timeline, and I think it was you had asked about the yeah, father-daughter, so father-daughter dance. I was like, what does that look like? And then the she tears just, came into her eyes, and just we just out. we hit a trigger. And then it turns out her, her father passed away of cancer uh, within the last year. So I think in her own mind, he hadn't really left yet. And it was very clear at the wedding that this is a very sensitive topic. But because we knew we were able to navigate it, as best we could mm-hmm. you can only do so much but at least you can help it along the way exactly yeah there's we've had a few weddings that uh have had a very um i don't want to say sad overtone to it but there definitely has been we've had we've definitely had some clients that that have had some family members that uh, have been very close or very young or very recently passed away and it's been it's kind of had been a bit of a cloud and so We have definitely, hopefully, done our best to try and remind everyone that even though they're not with us anymore, this is really about a day of celebration and about a day of fun. And yeah, it's it's about happiness. They've got the best seat in the house where they are (laughs) up top. So (laughs) you find ways to like honor them, uh, Mm -hmm. but you also find ways to like remember the days. Not necessarily about that, it's about like you uh, as a couple and how you developed and how you love one another. But obviously, we've lost people that we wouldn't want to lose. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's like, really nice ways to honor them. So, uh, one that always comes to mind is um that the same wedding. Mm-hmm. So the groom also had lost his father, I believe. Um, and I think his mother was affected by it as well, but she was still with us. So at the ceremony we put a candle on one chair of the groom's side and then a candle on one chair of the bride's side. And we had a little card with like a seat card that said it was for their like their name card. Mm-hmm. And so they were like sitting with us so. in a spirit. Yeah. And I think that was like a really nice ode to them, but then the ceremony just went on as it should be. Yeah. Well, we did the same thing with, uh, um, we had another wedding actually, similar situation where the bride um, lost her brother. Um, He's really, really young. He was really sick. And we ended up, they arranged to have some angel wings and we tied them to the chair where she would, he would have been sort of sitting beside the family. like That's right, in yeah. The
0: I think we put it the, the
1: chair at the ceremony and then at the reception as well. At the reception as well. So mm-hmm. he was always kind of you know, part of the part of the day. Mm-hmm. But it was a nice way to kind of pay tribute to um, to her brother, but also not take away from the fact that this is a joyous of day. You know, you're he would be happy for his sister getting married, and so you don't want to take away from the fact that it's not a memorial. It's it's a wedding, it's a wedding right? Yeah. So, um, but being very respectful about that. Okay. So next question. What do you do if you have one? So we've already sort of touched on if there's maybe been a death in the family, um, or at least a death in the family, or maybe you have some friends and family that are maybe alcoholics or drinkers. Um, oh, zealous. I'd say partiers. Partiers. Mm. Um, friends from your single days. You have to invite them out of politeness, <laughs> but we both know what y'all did. We <laughs> you know. The other group that we have, I guess, for lack of a better description, It's divorced parents. What happens if the elephant are divorced parents that can't even be in the same room together? Yeah, like, divorced parents are a tricky one. So, personally, I can connect with this because my parents are split. They've been split for a long time. Blended families. We're all one big happy family. (laughs) But not really. (laughs) So, to talk to that, I always talk to the couple and I say, okay, like, what's the situation with your parents, right? They'll say, oh, they've been together. You know, um, or they're split up, but they still get along. One's remarried. One's not. Uh, so, we come up with creative solutions to try to, like, figure out what's the best scenario. Unfortunately, there's been some incidents where the parents can't even speak to each other. <laughs> so, it can get pretty, like, the tension you can feel it in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can certainly kind of feel that, like, ooh, negative vibe. At the end of the day, it is not their day. Yeah, It's really hard to discuss that when... A wedding's happening, right? Like the couple is here and they're happy and they've invited you because they're parents and they love you, but you're being a bit of a brat. (laughs) I know. At what point do you just like pull a parent or parents aside and be like, listen, (laughs) right? not today. You can literally put your shit aside for one day. Mm -hmm. Your daughter or your son is super happy right now. Like, Like let it go. Just for like for one day, 24 (laughs) hours. Yes. And we've actually have to help our clients with their floor plan put parents or family members like away from each other tables apart from each other back to back so that they're not even seeing each other and that's not something that a bride and groom should be or a couple should be stressing out mm-hmm. about on their day because oh my gosh they're gonna see each other the corner of each other's eye okay <laughs> yeah and it like it does happen but we can come up with ways to mm-hmm. and we do help, right? help it yeah mm-hmm. um i think a good one is always offer the parent or parents the opportunity for a speech. Because a speech is glorifying, right? right? So if one parent goes up and gives a speech, but the other parent doesn't, and people talk about speeches forever, it's like, okay, we gave you the opportunity to say yes or no. Do you want to give a speech at one wedding? Mom, dad, mom, dad. Four speeches, very different, all glorifying, and they had to be separated specifically. <laughs> and that was like a thing. Like, they told me from the beginning, like, this is this, this is an is issue. We have a big guest count for this particular reason, and they all got to come. But this is what's up. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And so and you, yeah, and you kind of make it work the best you can. And it's just it's, it's awkward, but like you hope that the parents will um, put their differences aside, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I did a wedding where the divorce parents all got along uh, in, in such a weird way. Like I, I actually couldn't figure out who was the dad, like the biological dad. So I. Because one they were just so both so helpful and they were both connecting and like communicating with each other, I'm like, "So what do I have to dad?" Right? But they're like, "We're all just one happy family. Like we're fine." And that was like kind of um, like it's awesome that, and enlightening, it's refreshing. Yeah. yeah. And then I didn't realize that like there was three siblings, but one of them was significantly younger, and I didn't realize that like her dad was a different one. I I just didn't connect it to do. And but the bride and the groom didn't feel like it was a thing that they needed to talk or discuss because it wasn't really a big deal. They were just all one big happy so family. Cool. I think that throws me off a bit more because I come from a different background. (laughs) So I'm used to kind of like just this different layers of feelings that are happening in front of me where I'm like, okay, you guys all get along and you're all wonderful and you're all love and everything is great and peace and happiness. That is not. (laughs) I'm really excited. Actually, we're going to be doing a wedding. Um, This is a COVID couple that have had to postpone their wedding. They're supposed to get married this June. They're actually getting married next June. And it's a very similar situation where the bride comes from a blended family. Mom and dad have both remarried. And she has an amazing relationship with both of her step-parents. And her parents, even though they're not together anymore, get along really well. So her plan to walk down the aisle is to start with her step-parents first and honor them and their presence in her life. And then continue on halfway down the aisle. She'll meet with her parents halfway down the aisle and they will continue on the rest of the way. And I was like, that is such a nice That is really cute. Gesture yeah. to um to honor both of your family mm-hmm. and I because mean, 'cause you're part of raising her, right? That's the definitely. that's the big key. Like who in your life was responsible for raising you? Exactly. Like who has influenced you and who do you want to like walk you down the aisle or to be part of your day? Yeah. Because You don't wanna exclude one or the other. Another thing that can happen a lot is uh like one parent is definitely louder than the other. So unfortunately, like you always seem to please the louder, possibly more obnoxious parent because you don't want to deal with the aftermath of that parent. But unfortunately, the quieter parent, maybe a little bit more supportive in their own way, kind of gets lost. So you want to make sure that they're highlighted both in their own way. You just don't want to compromise, especially on your wedding day, because those feelings come up later. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it'll be something that's kind of talked about later on. So it's about trying to, I mean, this is partly why we always ask this question is what is this elephant? We need to have a really good understanding of your family dynamics also because we're going to be working with you for the next six months, nine months to, you know, maybe a year, a year and a bit. And so we're going to learn about your family. We're going to learn about your sisters and your brothers and your cousins and auntie so-and-so and and all these people that are part of your life. Um, so then on the day of, we can actually, you know, go up to certain people and be like, Hey, you know, we know who you are, you know, you're really, really important. Or we know to maybe treat you with kid gloves a little bit, a little, yeah. little bit. You know? Or another one too is like a lot of um, our couples have someone they call their dad or their mom, but they're actually biologically their aunt. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not like something that you necessarily need to tell us, but it really helps us a lot because there's other family members that might tell us something different and that confuses us. So if we know from the start, like, okay, like, you call him uncle so-and-so, but, he treat- but he's going to walk you down the aisle because he's, like, your your father figure. Like, we get mm-hmm. that. Like, that's dad. That's the dad's speech. This is the honorable who we're going to treat today, right? Yeah. So, if we know that information ahead of time, it's better that we prep ourselves. So, if someone asks us something, we'll be like, this is what we've been told. Exactly. Like, and this is what the couple wants. This is who they've connected with the most. So, that kind of elephant is, like, we need to know because then we can navigate it better. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, real talk. This is the part where we provide you with the information that's going to help you make the right decision and whatever you decide, you both should be comfortable with. Some things to consider. How do you handle this giant, gray, nasty-ass elephant in the middle of your wedding? I really feel like the first thing is to tell your planner. Like, if we're your planner and your other planner coordinator, you gotta let them know. Step one. Let someone know. Exactly. (laughs) There is nothing worse (laughs) than... Like, okay, the father-daughter dance is a great example. What if dad's not here? What I had a bride who didn't know her dad at all, so she had a mother-daughter dance. That's great, and that's awesome. But we have to let the DJ know so the DJ doesn't say, enough for the father-daughter, because we don't want this awkward, like, it's the mom. <laughs> like, we yes. can tell them ahead of time. Like, hey, by the way, red flag, it's mother-daughter dance. <laughs> well, and another really important reason why you need to let us know is so that, that we can let the vendor, the DJ, for example, know. So I one of the first weddings I did when I first started out the bride's father was no longer part of the day, but she didn't share that with me, and she was really nervous to do her father-daughter dance. And so, who would she do it with? Well, so the DJ oh. made. So hang on, actually, it, it's a good story. Okay. It's a good story. I promise. Oh, skin hurt. <laughs> oh, my good gracious. Okay, so what happened was, is the DJ started asking people. Oh, yeah, I know like, so, You know, and, and what he did was he he started asking people questions how long have you been together? People have been together for one year. Yay, everybody go up on the dance floor. And then five years. And then okay. it was a bride and groom. They had just had their first dance. And then it was now time for the father-daughter dance. There was no father. So the DJ started in asking everyone, all the couples, everybody, Who's been together for a year, come on up to the dance floor. And then who's been together for two years, five years, 10 years, 15 years. He basically was able to get
0: everyone up on the dance floor. And
1: that was the father-daughter dance. It wasn't singled out. So she was in the middle with her new husband and they Mm -hmm. were on the dance floor. But it wasn't this whole like father-daughter dance because dad wasn't there. Mm -hmm. It was because she had a relationship Obviously, with her mom, mm-hmm. um, but she, but he did it in a way that was very subtle, and nobody really noticed that the father daughter dance didn't happen. Mm-hmm. It was a very, he did it, he, it was very well done. I thought that was a really cool thing. But That's really cool. Yeah, you can't pull that off if we don't know. Yeah, we need to know. Okay, <laughs> need so crazy <laughs> thing is this actually happened uh, to me a couple of years ago. To my knowledge, the bride's parents was traveling from Toronto with her two sisters, and that was her family. And I was like, okay. And then all of a sudden, she comes up to me on the wedding. She's like, Have you seen my dad? I'm like, Well, yeah, he's right there. Like, I've talked to him all day. I pinned his boot mirror, everything. That's dad. She's like, No, no, no. Legit word. She said, My sperm donor. Oh, what? <laughs> like, what? She's like, Yeah, he's not my biological dad, but he raised me since I was like six months old, so I don't know any better. <laughs> so there's this random dude with his girlfriend who is her father. Yeah. I just, like, I discovered it in that moment. What? I was like, Okay. I'm like, what does he look like? (laughs) And she points him out. I'm like, okay. Yeah, he's over there. Like, he wasn't part of speeches. I had no clue. But, like, which is fine. Like, I didn't need to know he's biological. But, like, I did need to know that there might be a a man there that might ask me of something. Like, like, can I say something for my daughter? Like, who's your daughter? (laughs) Well, the bride, yeah, right. (laughs) Well, you need to know that sort of thing. You need to know that sort of thing. Especially if someone's going to ask him a question. Yeah. Or if they need him for something. Yeah, a part of me thinks he knew his place there. Like I was a little surprised he was invited because it was uh, out of town. Like everybody was from Toronto. Okay, uh, but yeah, I guess out of respect. But I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh my god! Right, it's so weird. was oh, like, oh, oh gosh! Well, like, explains mean, the hair color. It happens. It, ha- <laughs> it happens, right? exactly <laughs> yeah. so that's why it's skeletons in everyone's in everyone's family yeah. no one's it, perfect right there's so. also um so another elephant we haven't really talked about is someone unwanted could show up we had warnings mm-hmm. that guests could show or that uh, an ex could show up and that is awful but it is a reality that we need to know like do you have an ex that's still hung up on you or like maybe there's an ex that's like you guys had mutual friends so it was just out of respect perhaps you invited them or like you invited all the friends and then and they're like ex- hey like, you should come too yeah, and you're like cuz people are oh, girlfriend or boyfriend's so, getting married yeah no 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 no. so we need to know like is that a possibility do you have a facebook profile instagram whatever send we us need a mugshot send us everything you got and then we always ask like hey is there someone in this room that you trust that can run up to one of us and say he or she is here 'Cause then we will identify it quickly yes. and get out. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Of well, course there's exes that all get along. There's exes that come to weddings, and if the couple is fine with that, then it's fine with us. But if it's gonna create an issue, we don't want that. If he sticks his hand up in the middle of the ceremony, <laughs> right, we'll break it. <laughs> We would never do that really um but on record ne- on the record but if we need to know that, <laughs> that the the <laughs> my wedding kind of broke my ex's hand and it was awesome yes <laughs> they get five stars yes okay. respect <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. exactly so i mean yes i guess at the end of the day one of the ways that you can handle um the elephant of course as we say helping to assign a family member that will help Point uh-huh. out people for us, and they can also walk with us to that person. So, for example, if we have somebody who's maybe super intoxicated, it happens. It's it a ha- wedding. It happens. It always happens. It just if it gets out of hand, that's when we need that's to. That's when we in. need. We need somebody. Right? Like if the venue cannot handle what's happening, that's when we step in. And even if the you venue, know. oh my gosh, <sighs> yeah, it's all the time. Happens. Every every wedding, every wedding, it always ends up being. There's always. Some sort of a situation. And we can either go up to them and be like, hey, man, like, maybe let's let's grab some coffee. Let's grab some water. Uh-huh. And, and I would say 50% of the time, like, okay, whatever, okay.
0: <laughs> and then there's some people that are
1: just a little bit more confrontational because they're, you know, really, really wasted or they're under the influence or whatever they are. And um, for those of you that don't know, I am, like, 5'2 on a good day, and I have had to extricate people from events. Uh, I'm not afraid to do it. Yeah, same. So. It's lot mostly talk. shame. I just shame them. Yeah, I right. look up at them and shake my tiny little fists and I shame them until I'm like look at you, what is the matter with you? I but- do feel like we play good cop, bad cop Like you're Wizard- definitely good cop and I'm definitely bad cop but when you're bad cop, it's a problem <laughs> like okay <laughs> the like fire the- has been lit the phoenix has risen from the ashes <laughs> like you the- are going to be destroyed I'm like the nice librarian, okay <laughs> I got my little glasses, I walk up and yeah. i like, oh guys, come on and then the rock star music goes on Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes not okay yeah no for sure um but i've got my clients backs and if i have to go there and remove the people i will I'm yeah. Like, oh. yeah we're only aggressive like for our clients specificity, and, it's, <laughs> like, and we're it's, never like, like these meanies that kind of go around me I'm like i am the wedding what like no no, no. like if it's a like if they're throwing around. glassware around if they're doing drugs that's happened right yeah or um like stealing Having- drinks from the bar or maybe having intercourse in the bathroom. That's when we turn on the extreme knob. That was, I would think anybody would. That was literally actually one way. These are all real examples. <laughs> I'm not pulling them out of the air. And we both this, were there for this happening. This actually all happened at one minute. Um, Someone yeah. asked us, why isn't this happening? Because uh, there's cause people having sex in the bathroom. <laughs> one thing at a time. Just a minute. <laughs> one thing at a time. Um, yeah. Which we, is not why we, we always joke about carrying water guns in our kids, but that's a whole different story. That's a whole other. But I think, I mean, we, I kind of keep going back to this idea of helping to assign a family member or whatnot, because we try and be as discreet as we can. We've done all of this hard work. Everyone's having a really amazing time. And there's one person out of 150 that's being a bit of a bonehead. That's where you have maybe a family member, a cousin, a friend, somebody that's a familiar face that can be like, hey, you know, let's maybe go outside for a walk or something. Or like, let's just, let's take a bit of a breather. And then that way, everyone's still having fun. And it's not so obvious Um, sometimes we need to pile them into a taxi so they can go back to their hotel room. That's a thing, too. It's also, like, a little bit of a safety thing, too, right? So, uh, like, I'll just use, like, two men, for example. So, like, we're women. Mm -hmm. And say there's one that's, like, a little bit intoxicated. If you can find that... Um, male usually it's usually like the best man that can kind of help you out or the groomsman or like a really good cousin that's usually been- parents. Yeah, right. So like they, <laughs> the dad, we can be like, hey, can you help us navigate whatever the situation is? Because then it's not just like the ownership is not on us. It's uh, definitely like with the help of the like, person who's closest to the groom to like get them to lay down on the couch mm-hmm. and like have a nap or have some coffee or convince them to go to the hotel because it's going to be way less threatening coming from someone they know versus someone like us. Exactly because they could just see like. They could just see a person. It's not like a woman or anything, but for our own safety, we usually try to connect with like a few people at the mm-hmm. wedding to be like, "Okay, you have our backs here." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or sometimes it's the MC. The MCs are usually really great too. For that yeah, because we're so connected to them on the day itself. Exactly. For sure. And then again, there uh, there are ways that we can also prepare for it as well. So if you tell us in advance. Maybe you have a family member that's no longer with you. We've already kind of touched on it a little bit. Then there are ways that we can actually help to honor them. The
0: like yeah, memory. memory
1: table is the best one. Yeah, well, we it's can... like simple. It's in a space that people can go to and mm-hmm. enjoy, but mm-hmm. it's not like on display, like lights, camera, action, right? Well, the memory table is always a nice suggestion, but that's usually where like the grandparents and you know, that's like right n- like farther deceased family members can go just as a really great way to honor them. But if you have a brother that's recently passed away or your dad died six weeks ago, or you've had a, you know, a really, really close friend that was you know no longer, you know, with us, then, then letting us know will also help us to, um, a keep you in check. If you start to kind of lose it a little (laughs) with your emotions, if you're, you know, right before going down the, down in the aisle is usually when you're the most emotional, just because you're about to get married. Mm -hmm. Um, I will. I will say. Uh, there's a story that's like I always never forget because uh, so the the groom's dad had passed away, super duper close to his dad. We knew this from the start. This was an, uh, not an issue. This was a like a heavy hearted subject. I think the father was taken before his time. Mm-hmm. His two sons. So the one was getting married, and one was the best man. His brother. Uh, a very emotional gift was exchanged. Like it was a big deal. Yeah, it was uh, something very specific that thought was lost. Yes, you remember the big tears, big feelings. Happened. One hundred and fifty people in. Yeah, like I'm getting chills talking about it because I do remember his reaction just being so big and like unexpected. This was like a big. He's a big dude. A big dude. Construction. Yeah. Like. He, yeah, he was like, like he like he, slays. Hey, like he was a big guy, and he, yeah. he was always this like big energy. And he was like he, uh, was, he he's an awesome guy, but yeah. he's just like you know like tattoos. He had the big rings. He was just like, and then his equally guy. large brother handed him this specific thing. He was like uh, broke down, and uh he was supposed to say his thank you speech, and we had to act fast and recognize what was happening. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, like we're gonna have a little break, and we're just gonna like re- recuperate. But through that wedding, a lot of people were like, "Your dad would've been so proud of you." Your dad would've been so proud of you, and then you could see it getting to him. right? And, yeah. and there's nothing you can stop it, but you can pull on the side and be like, "Do you need a minute?" Yeah. And uh, and just recognize that when it happens and be like okay like how are we gonna how do you feel right now yeah do we need to hide you stop people do we allow you to have these feelings like what do you want out of your day yeah exactly I remember doing um one of the first weddings that I did I was actually assisting on this one wedding and I was walking the bride and her mom um getting them ready down the aisle and um there her father had passed away within the last few years or so and uh, she looked to her mom and she said i really wish she was here and her mom's like oh i know dude don't even start started. i'm literally gonna start crying um she looks at her mom and she's like mom i really wish dad was here and she's like it's okay he's here with you oh my, oh my god, god. And I'm how carrying- much did you lose it holy crap holy crap and, I I'm, did I'm, <laughs> and I'm holding her the train of her dress like, sobbing trying not to look like an idiot mm-hmm. behind her because i was yeah. like i'm the planner i'm not supposed to lose my you should are pretty good like i I think like when we have uh, like newbies kind of like join us that they get quite emotional at the ceremony but we're kind of used to it, but things like that Sometimes can't like stop that. It. Yeah, that's the one that always gets me every time. Is yeah. so if it's a parent one then I'm like, "And okay." <laughs> yeah, it's always a sibling one that gets me or like a friend or something. It's just like yeah. yeah. So I mean, you know, as you can obviously hear, and you've kind of gathered obviously of all the weddings that we've done, there's always been sort of something that we've had to help our clients through. Mm-hmm. And weddings are always one of those ones where it's like it's a really emotional time it's a gathering of families um and so it's really really hard to um to sometimes get past that and yep. especially if you have these special moments with your family in front of 150 <laughs> of yeah, it's your awkward, guests. right but that's expected like we want emotion we want raw oh, tears <laughs> yes seriously so yeah, happy no. sad angry joyish like it's just to movie um, up like that's what's happening on a wedding just this roller coaster of like I'm so happy. There's a lot oh. of adrenaline happening, like you're yeah. tired by 6 o'clock. So, I mean, that was a really nice example of hmm. something that you can kind of do tangibly to honor that, that you know, family member. So those brothers were sharing that. Um, but then on the positive side, sometimes we get um, some big, like, it's, it's lots like my, you know, football team, my rugby team, they're coming and they could, you As know, soon as you tell me you got a rugby team coming, yeah. I know we need to protect that bar. Yes, and, and like, they're fun loving. We, oh, it's I mean, fun. You, super fun. Yeah. You were, but I was, yeah. Team. You I, were. In the rugby I just talked right? because so. I was drinking too much, but <laughs> I was like, I'll hide the boot. But like, if we know, we're just monitoring. It's fine. Like, it's more your bar bill. Like, is it going to get out of hand, right? Which or, is a whole other podcast. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but uh, if we know ahead of time, like, we'll encourage it. <laughs> and if like your family knows that you played on a rugby team, it's like a big part of your day. Like, that's totally cool. Uh, we had a wedding where we didn't know that they were secret dancers, but they were, and then they, they kind of chippendale themselves. No. Even, you were there. Was I? Jump on it, let's do it. Oh, that. Lord, yes, that one. Yes, like, they were secret. And then all of a sudden, the groomsmen and him all encouraged each other to take their shirts off, keep their vests on, and then dance a very, very erotic dance to that particular song, now famous by Channing Tatum. <laughs> and I don't think the... Like, he was doing it for the bride, but I think he was doing it for himself. Strictly for himself. He was having way too much fun. It was raining. The chair was slippery. It did not matter. So, like, as long as you don't hit the wires, we're fine with all this happening. (laughs) So, like, (laughs) we're not, like, (laughs) the fun police. We're just, like, the fun safety. We're the safety police, okay? We do the safety dance. (laughs) Fine, whatever. oh, here's the chair. I'll dry it off for you. (laughs) Exactly. exactly. As long as the couple's fine with it, then, then have at her. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so kind of the to end the conversation is, so why do you need to identify the elephant in the room before the big day? And overall, it really just prepares your planners and your vendors to navigate around the sensitive situation because there's nothing worse than an awkward shout out or like a misunderstanding. It happens, but if we can identify it before, then we can um, work with it and we can even like talking about it with our clients, it kind of makes the idea a little bit better. Like yes, um, someone's not with us, or yes, you have a friend who drinks a little too much, but like talking about it makes you feel better, and we come up with creative solutions together to figure out okay, how are we going to do this? And just it really helps. It's even almost like a mini rant. Yeah, sometimes like we get our clients calling us, being like, Brrr! like, and do you still want them to talk? Yeah, I'm <laughs> like okay, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm glad we had this conversation. Yes. <laughs> but I will give it the stink eye the whole time on stage, so. <laughs> which I've also had to do before. <laughs> awesome guys well thank you so much again for listening to another episode of the wedding sessions don't forget to check out our blog we actually have some ideas and workarounds for that elephant in the room it'll be available on our website and the direct link is always in our show notes yeah so thanks for tuning in again and next week we have another fun episode for you until then take care bye guys
0: Hey there, thanks for listening to another episode of The Wedding Session. Remember to hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you can get updates to your phone for the latest episodes. Want to connect with us? Hit us up on Instagram at The Wedding Session. We're people first and planners second and understand everyone deserves their own unique wedding experience. So when it comes to planning your wedding, do what's right for you.
1: This episode was written, produced, and created by Us. us!